G'day Greyhound fans, I'm Mark Duclos. Welcome along to what is a very special edition of Behind the Box. Of course, we have five of the city qualifiers of the Million Dollar Chase to be staged at Wentworth Park this Saturday night. All eyes will be on the defending champion, She's a Pearl. And in our exclusive, a world exclusive interview, we've got a trainer, Andy Lord, joining us first up on Behind the Boxes. Andy, all Greyhound fans want to know, how is She's a Pearl heading into Saturday night? Oh, mate, to be honest with you, Mark, I think she's about 75%. Um, I've had a few problems with her. I mean, she had a season and then that was all good. She got over that and she was trolling brilliant. And uh, then she got tonsillitis and we got her over that. And then, um, then she put a little tear in her hip and we got her over that. And she come back and uh, look, when she won the the heat of the regionals at Goulburn. I was happy with a run, but um, that's when the tonsillitis set in and I only had four or five days to sort that out. And we did get it under control. And then in the final, you know, the run was disappointing. Obviously she missed the kick really bad. And we've worked on her and look, I don't know what to put it down to. The dog next to her was barking, but I don't think that would have affected her. It didn't affect the winner. He was in the three. So, um, mate, to be quite honest, I'll be making my decision um, Saturday morning. Okay. So she is, at this stage, she's no guarantee. We're recording this on Thursday morning. She's no guarantee to start on Saturday. No, she's not a guarantee. What, Andy, I know you've spoken, and you and I have spoken, obviously, at length about it, but. Um, a, a bitch going into season, it can sometimes change their mentality, can't it? Where they become more maternal uh, and they don't want to, I, I guess, you know, what I'm trying to say is they become, they go from a race dog to wanting to be a mother. Yeah, they can do that. With her though, I, I let her have a full season and I don't normally do that. I usually, I usually work them pretty hard through a season and not behind the lure, but at home and keep them pretty fit. But I actually gave her a, a good four weeks off and then got stuck into her. And I waited for the milk and the milk never come. And, mate, she was back to biting the gate and doing all the things she used to do, wanting to go. She was trialling brilliant. You know, she went 1950 at Goulburn twice. And that's about what she runs at her best. And, um, you yeah, know, believe me, that's a very good run trial day. And, I don't know, just uh, the last few weeks, you know, you know, you hear all the stories. A lot of the old blokes will tell you that going into 16 weeks and all that sort of stuff that they can go a little bit sour. And I just hope that's all it is. And, and uh, you know, like I still think she's got enough up her sleeve to get a qualify for the following week. But um, I'll let her tell me Saturday morning, you know, if I'm not, 100% comfortable or one starter. Yeah, and of course, she is the defending uh, Million Dollar Chase champion. She took out the Group 1 Golden Easter Egg. She is an absolute superstar in her own right, and I know you that you will not start her unless she is 100%, but we both know, mate, that things can change very rapidly. You know, in the in the case of 24 hours, a dog can either switch on or switch off, and, and we're just praying that she's, you know, she comes back to her best in the next 24 or 48 hours. Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with her mechanically. Mechanically, she's fine. But I, I walked past the kennel, I reckon, 50 times today, and I'm waiting for her to bite the gate. She hasn't bit it, so 
um, I don't know. It's just, but it can change overnight. And look, if she was injured, she'd have to be a hundred percent for me to start her. I mean, otherwise I wouldn't start her. But you know, if I'm if I'm comfortable and I think I think she can get away with it, I'll start her. But um, she's got to show me some sign. As I say, we're waiting on tender hooks. Hopefully, Pearl comes good in the next 24 or 48 hours. We'd love to see her become the only greyhound to win $2 million races uh, in the same year. Uh, we all know what she can do on the track. And as I said, uh, fingers crossed that she comes good for you, mate. Time now to check out what's making headlines in greyhound racing in New South Wales. And of course, since we last went to air, we've had a changing of the guard at the helm of the business. Uh, former CEO Tony Mestroff has, of course, taken up the new role as the boss of the Manly Rugby League Club. What a tough gig that's turning out to be for Tony. But we do wish him all the very best in that role. And of course, Rob McCauley is the new CEO of Greyhound Racing New South Wales. And in the next couple of weeks, Rob will be joining us here on Behind the Boxes for an in-depth chat about the future of the industry. Let's turn our attention to the racetrack now. And last Saturday night at Wentworth Park, it was the Group 1 National Distance Champion, Super Estrella, who again etched a name into the record books. She eclipsed Tornado Tears, long-standing 720-metre track record of 41.38. She registered an unbelievable 41.21. Down by the judge, it looked to be a race in two already. It's Super Estrella, three lengths in front of OO Range. And they're a dozen clear. Nelly Intention in third place. And they've followed Lana Intention, Blue Intention, Sox Intention. Off the back straight, Super Estrella out by four. OO Range is trying so hard to stick with this superstar up front. But around the turn, it's all Super Estrella. She bounds away. Super Estrella again. And the day Smith prepared, Steyer will now head towards the Group 2 Sydney Cup. The heats of that event will be staged at Wentworth Park on September the 16th. The final will be held on Million Dollar Chase Night on September the 24th. And it's hard to argue if there is a better stayer in Australia at the moment than Super Estrella. Okay, in what is excellent news for trainers and owners and all participants in New South Wales, uh, Greyhound Racing New South Wales today has announced that they will start paying fourth place prize money. Now, this will be $100 for all city and TAB meetings, $75 for our country TAB meetings, which are of the like of the Richmond Strait on the Saturday morning, and $50 for fourth place prize money at all non-TAB meetings. Now, this equates to nearly $2 million in prize money. I know a lot of people like myself have been pushing the barrow that if we make a profit, which we do from product fees for selling first fours, it's only fair that uh, participants who put on the show, the owners, trainers, and of course the greyhounds, they should share in those spoils. We turn the clock back with our fabulous flashback segment here on Behind the Boxes. And last week, we received the unfortunate news of the passing of a champion trainer and a champion bloke in Richie Dean. Richie was based at Riverston for such a long time throughout his training career. And he put the polish on some of the best sprinters and stayers that we have seen. Of course, Harry Hand, Henry Hand, Little Denver. There were none better than the champion stayer of a time in National Last. We're going to turn the clock back this week and take a look at the 1985 Summer Cup Final National Last winning at Harold Park. 
racing now. National Lass begin beautifully from the four. Boston is going to lead. Western Bow goes to second and third placing, making ground statistician streetwise on the outside. In behind those next of all is Suzanne Gwenda, followed then by National Star Western Bow Reynolds. Well back is Joy and Gamble in the Rara City. It's National Lass in front down the back. It's about two lengths on statistician. Six lengths away Suzanne Gwenda. Making ground National Star followed then by Western Bow Streetwise and then Narara City, and Joyen Gamble coming to the bend, National Lass leader. She's about three or four lengths on statistician, and then came Western Bay, but it's the National Lass, and they're going to get the National Lass. Here she comes down the time, National Lass, the winner in brilliant time. National Lass, of course, won the New South Wales Greyhound of the Year titles in 1984 and 1985. She won 40 of 63 starts. She also won 28 from 34 over the distance. The very sad passing of Richie Dean, but he will be remembered for a long time as the trainer of some of our greatest, including National Lass, Harry Hand and Little Denver. And they are set and ready. Welcome along to our Form Talk segment here on Behind the Boxes. It's a big meeting at Wentworth Park this Saturday night. Joining me to dissect it is Timmy the Battler, Newball. Battler, five city qualifiers for the Million Dollar Chase version two of 2022. This is the last chance saloon for these greyhounds to race their way into the semis. Sure is, Duke. We're getting down to the business end of the series and really, really hotting up at Woodworth Park. Uh, we've got some big guns, big guns coming through the city qualifiers. Probably a few greyhounds I thought would have already uh, probably gone to the regions to try and qualify for the semis, but they haven't. They're waiting to Whitworth Park and, uh, yeah, their last chance, if you, as you just mentioned, to, uh, to get through to the big semi-final night on Friday week. Yeah, and a number of Victorians have made their way up in the first of the city qualifiers. Divine Empress, who took out the new sensation earlier this year, uh, it draws box number three. Doonan, who was a finalist in the first of the Million Dollar Chasers uh, earlier this year, he draws box four. And Milligan, for Tony Brett, draws box five. Geez, I like the favourite here, Divine Empress. Uh, she's been brewing in both wins around Whitworth Park. She's run quick time. Uh, she's won 15 out of 20 overall Duke, uh, two for two at Whitworth Park. She's coming into this series fresh. She hasn't had a run for around seven or eight weeks, but it is a race devoid of any genuine pace drawn around her in two, four and five. Clean getaway. She's got too much burn just to roll to the top. And I think just put them away mid-race. Uh, I think she's landed in a very, very winnable city qualifier. Zippy Tesla, the other main one in the market, He's a clear danger. He's he's got a big big motor. But I'm in the corner of Divine Empress. As, a, as a, I've had a, a big rap on her when I when I saw, saw her when she first came to Woodworth Park. I, I didn't know a great deal about her prior to coming up to Woodworth Park. But oh gee, she's a real talent. Just a real roughy. There's a dog racing really well in this race, and she's nearing another win outside world. She hasn't got the class of a couple of these, but she's about eighty to one. Listen, if I was going to back Divine Empress, I'd throw a little saver on outside world. She is knocking on the door. I'm not saying she can win Saturday night. If there's a bit, maybe a bit of a, a scrimmage in front, she could, but she'll be winning a race very, very soon. She's flying. Okay, the five qualifiers, first and second, and the two fastest thirds will make their way through uh, to the semifinals on Saturday week. The second of the qualifiers, another Victorian to the four here in the shape of extreme force. For Brooke and Jamie Ennis, it's only had the eight starts for five wins. One of them, Battler, a 28-93 <laughs> performance at Sandown Park. Oh, he's a legit. 
Uh, can't he run unbelievable times when he does put it all together? He has tried 29, 70 odd around with Park, but I'm in the corner of Dusty Burbsky, who won, oh, I should say, made the Group One National. Uh, sprint recently at Whitworth Park. Uh, he bombed the jump. His first run out of the boxes there at Weddy. Bombed the jump. He's normally a much reliable, uh, much better beginner, a really reliable beginner. He's got a great turn of speed. I love him drawn out wide in box number eight. He is a bit of a straight tracker. I think he can charge over with McInerney, who was fantastic in that national sprint final as well. Uh, he ran a bottle when he finished uh, third behind Good Odds Cash. I think both of those greyhounds can come across. And I think Dusty Bursky, if he can get to the top, by the first turn or working through the catching pen, he's clearly the one to beat. Probably the best box runner on Saturday night to me. Sure is. He's been in the money in all four runs from the outside draw. And if you go back and have a look at his replays, you see him begin and then he just takes a little step to the right. Uh, he's just going to get every chance to sort of rush down the outside. You can get the fly. Uh, yeah, I think he's one of the better gambles on the card. Okay, the third of the city qualifiers. It sees the appearance of the Queensland chaser orchestrate uh, for Tony Brett. Comes up with a visitor's box in box five, but no doubting this Greyhound's ability. Oh, no doubting at all. I'm not really too worried about box five, uh, this Greyhound Duke, because he, he's, uh, he's normally a pretty good beginner. He's got that incredible high speed. And normally when you've got those traits, you are suited box five at Whitworth Park. Uh, Photo man, a big, big danger. Uh, look, they're the two clear uh, picks in the betting. I can see why. I'm just going for a little bit of a roughy on an each way basis. Uh, the topping number one, Ziggy Star, drawn inside Father Rick, will get all the room she requires because he will run a straight line in the drive of the first turn. Uh, look, she can be a bit hard to catch, uh, but if she does put it all together, she can run very, very quick time. And I think she's around the $13 or $14 mark on an each-way basis. I think she's a great gamble in this race. She's not as quick as the two favourites, don't get me wrong. But if they did come unstuck at, at any period in the race, she could be ready there to pounce. And at the, that price on an each-way basis, uh, she's got me in. And, of course, Showman Jack draws box four for Johnny Smarter, 29-6, stepping up in class, but no doubting his ability. Let's take a look at race eight. All eyes will be on this race. The defending million-dollar chase champion, She's a Pearl, comes up with box four, the same box that she won the first renewal of the MDC this year. Uh, look, I guess all you can say, disappointing at Goulburn off box nine when she literally fell out of the box. Yeah, she fell out of the boxes and she didn't appreciate being on the inside. Duke. She wanted to shift off through that first turn down the side and she ran into trouble. Uh, yeah, she, just, she, she was put out of play at box rise. She comes back to Whitworth Park, uh, the scene of her greatest triumphs. Uh, we know what she's capable of. She's a dollar thirty odd or thereabouts in early betting. Uh, I couldn't possibly take that with counterfeit money. Uh, just after her latest run at Goldwyn, and then probably the jury was out uh, on a run prior when she did win the heat. But you would have expected her to go probably three or four tenths quicker than what she did in that that heat down at Goldwyn. Uh, look, we will see where she's at on Saturday um, on uh, yeah Saturday night. If she begins, she shows a genuine, unbelievable burn, goes to the top and runs 29.6. It'll be all over. Uh, look, I thought as a betting proposition, number eight embrace was probably the best roughie in the race. She's well drawn out there in box eight. She has run 29.68 around Wentworth Park. She did that three runs ago. She then headed up to Albion Park. So she's coming back to her favourite track. Uh, at 10 or $11, I think she's worth, a gamble embrace if you're looking to steer around the favourite as a as a betting proposition.
Okay, the last of the qualifiers for the MDC, definitely the most open. Uh, again, Panama Pepper comes up with box five. Gee whiz, you can never doubt this Greyhound's determination and will to chase. Does come up with a sticky draw. He's got a fast beginner on both his inside and his outside. He sure has. Uh, it was, it was a, a unlucky, uh, unlucky at Richmond when he, he got onto the heels and bumped with the leader around the first turn in that Richmond regional final. Ah, geez, I don't know whether it's all that open, Duke. If Amron Boyd turns up in his best form, it's game, set, match. He's a machine. Uh, he's trialled 29, what, 58 around Woodworth Park. I like him out there in box eight, particularly with Fascinate Mel in box six. She's pretty much a brilliant beginner. She wants to run to the rails. So if she does that, she could hamper the two underneath her, being Panama Pepper Black Fox, and there could be a little bit of jostling. Amron Boy wide out, building up the revs, rushes to the top, and if he goes to the top, ta-da, it'll be all over. He's into the semifinals. Pretty keen on Amron Boy, and I'm going to make him my best bet on the card. I guess the only query with him, Battler, is that he can be rocks or diamonds at the jump. He, he does come out sometimes and other times he does fall out. Yeah, he can do that, Duke. But in this particular race from box eight, even if he does dwell a shade, I think he'll get the room to just charge down the outside. And when he does get rolling, he's got unbelievable speed. And the way those three greyhounds in the middle are drawn, Black Fox, Panama Pepper and Fascinate Mel, with her running across, if he does miss it, he's going to get room to just charge down the outer. That's why I like him in this race. Okay, your best of the night? Yeah, got to be Emron Boy. Really keen on him. And the other is uh, Dusty Burbsky. I think they're both really well boxed on Saturday night. All right, Saturday week, Battler will be live trackside for the semifinals of the Million Dollar Chase. Can't wait for it. Fancy having two million dollar races in the same <laughs> year. Who would have ever thought that would happen here? Yeah, unbelievable, Duke. And, uh, well, all eyes will be on She's a Pearl. Can she make it through to the semifinals uh, the following week? It's, a, it's an intriguing night of racing on Saturday night, Duke. All right. We'll catch you next week on Behind the Boxes, mate. Looking forward to it. Welcome back to Behind the Boxes. Well, the Hound has joined Greyhound Racing New South Wales each and every day. You can find the hounds tips on our dogs.com.au website. Now, as per the dentist ad from a few years ago where we couldn't show you Rob's face, we can't show you the hound's face either. He loves the anonymity of being one of Australia's best tipsters. He's been around since, well, probably since Jesus played fullback for Jerusalem, I reckon. Uh, the hound joins us on Behind the Boxes. Welcome to your maiden performance, hound. Nice to join you, Duke. Uh, looking forward to tipping plenty and plenty of winners. See what we can sniff out, as a good hand always does. You've been in good form lately. I've got to say that. I, you know, we do all your stats on your tips and that, and you've been tipping plenty of winners. It's the name of the game. Uh, you know what they say, you can't eat train tickets. And uh, if you don't tip them, that's what you end up doing. So uh, hopefully we can continue and find a couple for Wentworth Park uh, on Saturday night, where we've steered clear of the MDC semis. Yeah, and of course, they are races five, six, seven, eight, and nine. Last chance for those greyhounds to get through. Okay, Hound, every time that we do behind the boxes, we're going to have you on with your two best bets from Wentworth Park on a Saturday night. People will be on the edge of their seats waiting for this. I know I am. What is your best at Wenny this Saturday? Well, the best duke for Saturday night at Wentworth Park will be He's Grand. Now, you look at He's Grand and you're talking a dog who has won 
a Group 3 Richmond Derby and a Dapto Silver Collar. Now, unless you're a Wentworth Park duffer, you can't not win a race in town with form like that. Hound, hound. He's had five starts, so when he hasn't, he hasn't won there yet. Yeah, but Duke, see, within that five starts, you're talking two minors and go back three, and he was run down by a dog called Ibrox Wildfire. Now, she is airborne, and he was probably going to have his breakthrough win in a free-for-all, mind you. He's back to a fifth grade on Saturday night. But Ibrox let go with a paralysing burst up the back, and no dog would have held her out. So this looks awesome for his grand, especially off eight Duke, because I've spotted a little bit of a, um, a new trait with his grand at the last two Wentworth Park runs, and he's wanted to go right off the map. So I reckon box eight is apple for his grand. All right, so the Hounds best bet at Wentworth Park on Saturday night, race four, number eight, he's grand, trained by Rod O'Brien. What about your next best? Because we know punters love to play all ups. Well, we'll have to go early with our second best bet. So hopefully we've got more money to throw on his grand after zipping Novak monsters him into submission in race one. Hound, what is it that makes you think that zipping Novak can win off box seven? Because I've got to tell you, as one of my best all ups this Saturday night, I'm tipping Lock and Barlona off the inside draw. So what is it that you think Novak can win off the black box? Well, I'm, I'm tipping you might have a little bit of jet lag still in you from that trip to the States, mate, because seriously, box seven and Novak go hand in hand. He absolutely monstered the line last week. Now, he was beaten off box two, speared off at the first turn, got to the outside, and the run behind a very good dog called Mortified was sensational. So I can just see Novak just landing up outside dogs like Lock and Barlona and Wing Chung Girl, and good luck holding him off. All right, so the Hounds' two best bets at Wentworth Park this week, race four, number eight, he's grand, race one, number seven, zipping Novak. All right, Hound, I know you've got an army of supporters. Thanks for joining us on Behind the Boxes this week. You'll be along each and every time that we come out. Uh, again, we cannot disclose your name we cannot disclose where you live we can't even disclose whether you're a man or a woman we can't identify with our gender or whatever but we know that you do tip winners and let's hope that we kick off this week with a, a big way to start uh, your appearances on behind the boxes nice being with you Duke, and looking forward to it each and every week all right, my all up at Wentworth Park this week. As said, I'm going against the hound. I'm tipping race one, number one, Lochinvar Lona. I'm tipping bookends as far as the all up is concerned. Race one, number one, Lochinvar Lona into race 10, number two. What about that? Now, we've heard from the hound who tips winners. We've got another person at Greyhound Racing New South Wales called the Cooler. Now, here's a guy that when you've got a dog going in a massive all up and it gets beat, on the line by a $31 shot, the cooler says, oh, geez, I had $2 on that thing. You just want to kill him, right? Can't tell you the name of the cooler either, but I can tell you his first name starts with R. Now, the cooler is going to give us a dog each and every week on Behind the Boxes that he says can't win. Now, take it for what you want, but the cooler, he can stop the XPT. This week, the cooler is saying in race seven at Wentworth Park, Number five, Orchestrate, is the dog that can't win. Trained by Tony Brett, who's prepared more Group 1 winners than what? The Cooler has had hot breakfast, but the Cooler believes Orchestrate cannot win at Wentworth Park this Saturday night. Welcome along to South Coast Snippets. We're going to get all the news on what's happening on the South Coast and the Southern Highlands 
of New South Wales with Greyhound Racing New South Wales, Simon Orchard. Uh, Simon, welcome to Behind the Boxes. Great to be here, mate. Got some big shoes to fill. Been a big fan of you and you and Battler doing it over the last couple of years. And, um, mate, very happy to be here. Very excited to talk about some South Coast chasing. You are very easily pleased. Let's talk about now on Monday night, mate. We had the last of the regional qualifiers uh, for the MDC and uh, it was an emphatic victory. Black Chili. Yeah, it was wonderful. Hell of a story as well, Duke. Uh, this dog ran at Dapto a couple of weeks ago. It was a 2.97 on a cold Thursday night. It went about 16.80. And when it's late at night at, at Dapto on a Thursday, Duke, you sit up and take notice when a dog runs like that. I waddled over and talked to Amanda Brunton and said, where's this dog been? And she just told me a pretty remarkable story how they were locked down during the COVID pandemic. They didn't want to send their dog out with a courier, so they sent it north. It had a bunch of races up in the Lismore, Grafton, Casino District. It had about eight starts up there. Got injured, came back down to their kennels. They took a lot of time to get it right. It came out after nine months and ran that time at Dapto, 1680-odd. They threw it in the deep end for the, for the Dapto Million Dollar Chase heats, and it led up to about the 600-metre boxes and just faded late. Uh, always thought it'd be better for the run. Came out at now, ran really well in the heats, and then lo and behold, it comes out and runs 29.48 at Nara in the Million Dollar Chase final and knocks off Coast Model, who we know ran second to She's a Pearl in the May Million Dollar Chase. So a hell of a story. I caught up with Kenny Burnett after the race as well. Here's what he had to say. He had a hock ligament problem, injuries. Um, we worked on that. Um, we got him back from that and then he dropped his hip support or just tore his hip support a little bit. So, and then the, all the rain come along and we had trouble getting him ready again, Pre preparation after preparation. Things just weren't working real good. Um, but he's always shown ability to this dog. He's won and went in 2970 back in the day when he was going really good. He's been out for so long, we, we just um, we took a chance and stepped him straight up to the 500. This is only his second 500 in 10 months, so um, he's really going good at the moment. Um, we just hope he stays together and holds together and we'll see how far we can go with him. And of course, those first three place getters from the NARA MDC final will find themselves in the semifinals of the MDC on Saturday week. Let's talk Goulburn and let's talk about the new straight track that's uh, going to be put in there. What's the latest news there, mate? Yeah, fantastic news for Goulburn. They just keep on keeping on. About a month ago, Duke, uh, we went down and Kevin Anderson, the racing minister, was on site with a lot of the big wigs and he announced there'll be a $6 million upgrade to the Goulburn Greyhound Racing Club facility. Now, look, if you go down to Goulburn, they arguably have the best kennel block in the state. They've got one of the best function areas to have a meal and watch the greyhounds go around. Uh, when they get this straight track in, in the next year or so, as well as the lights, which they're talking about, the safe chase remote lure as well, we could well be sitting at Goulburn in about 12 months time and saying that this is the best facility in all of New South Wales. Uh, so 6 million bucks, that work's gonna hopefully start later on this year or early next year. And it really is a feather in the cap for the Goulburn Club, the likes of Pat Day, Gary Clark. Every time I go down there, Duke, they're not resting on their laurels. They're not sitting on their hands. They're looking for ways to make sure that Goulburn is the crown, in the, the jewel in the crown, I should say, of racing in the Southern region. We obviously saw what they did with the Southern Star Series just a couple of months ago. That was a big hit down in the south of the state. And it must be great to be a participant in the area. We're seeing people move to the area now purely because the Goulburn Greyhound Racing Club are doing such a fantastic job for owners, for breeders, for trainers. Uh, and it's wonderful to see how how much money is getting pumped back into the industry and how this facility is going to unfold over the next year or so. And we're going to see 
a straight track to go next to the existing round track and hopefully some night racing as well. So cannot wait to see that. Yeah, and of course, uh, we've got champion trainers like Andy and Jody Lord, uh, Mickey Hardman's down in the area. And and I know they're, they're very excited about what's happening at Goulburn as far as the track is concerned, but that's not the only good news there. No, you're spot on, Duke. Some prize money increases. When I said they don't sit on their hands, Pat Day's a real mover and shaker. I know he's been talking to some of our bosses at Greyhound Racing New South Wales about how to elevate prize money. So the Golden Cup, a long history. Some wonderful greyhounds have won that race. Prize money goes from $25,000 to $40,000 this year. That's coming up in about five weeks' time. And the fireball for the short courses has gone from $10,000 to $25K. Now, Duke, I know you might have a dog or two you might be looking to set. Does that entice you to maybe go for this race now? Oh, absolutely. And look, people, I don't know why, they still want to knock short course racing and that it's part and parcel uh, of, of our DNA now as far as what Greyhound Racing in New South Wales is all about. But it's great to see those dogs reward. And, of course, we had the Thunderbolt earlier this year at Grafton, $75,000 to the winner. Costs just as much to feed a short course what it does to feed a stayer. So, you know, just those prize money increases in those two races alone, you'll see the best dogs particularly come from Victoria as well because – uh, of the shape of the the Goulburn track, the big one turner. It's it's a tricky track because from that 440-metre start, I, Dave Gale said it a few weeks ago, there's literally three turns. So we're going to see dogs come up. We're going to see the best in New South Wales being said for that. I think it's a terrific, uh, a terrific achievement by the club to get that prize money up to those levels. Now they've had a wonderful couple of months and it looks set to continue for the next 12. You mentioned the Thunderbolt. I think outside of that, uh, this fireball race for the short courses might be one of the highest purses for short course dogs in the state, maybe even around the country. So it's wonderful to see. Uh, and again, another feather in the cap for Pat Day and his committee down there. All right. You've been out and about. You've been very, very busy. We saw a great story on WOW a few weeks ago, who, of course, won two Golden Cups there, back-to-back, -back, uh, one of our top sprinters in past uh, in the past couple of years. Uh, you recently visited the property of Mark Suttle. Tell us about that. When are we yeah. going to see the story? That's right, Duke. Hopefully the story will come out uh, later this week. I spent Monday afternoon, before I went out to the narrow track for the Million Dollar Chase final, I went to Mark Suttle's place. Him and his wife, Tracy, they just showed me the time of my life. They walked me around this new butte facility that they're developing. They even threw me the keys to the quad bike, Duke, and they let me <laughs> whip, whip around the property and get some wonderful shots of the place. Basically, they found an old greyhound um, area that was no longer used. It was quite run down and dilapidated. We got some wonderful shots of the history around the property. And they are pumping not just thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars into this place to make it a state-of-the-art place where they can not only race greyhounds, but they want to breed, they want to whelp, they want to rear, they want to do the whole lot. And as far as I'm concerned, anyone that's willing to put their money where their mouth is in terms of in enhancing this sport and making the industry grow and get better and better, um, they've got a tick of approval from me. So spent a bit of time down there with Mark, talked to him in the middle of his straight track out the back there. We spent a lot of time with some beautiful young pups. Here's a sneak peek of what you can expect. This place come up, which has had all the bones that just needed to um, be revamped. Um, and we sort of took that on as a challenge. We've redone the uh, racing kennel block that, that was already here, um, making it um, a lot more uh, comfortable and, and more professional and self-contained. We've also redone the whole 400 metre straight track. We've built uh, complete um, new rearing kennels um, in between two 100 metre galloping 
yard, probably another 12 months. Uh, we, we hope to have everything done. Just a passion of mine and I just love doing it. So obviously we want to be successful winning races and financially, but um, our main goal is to enjoy it. Every, everything that um, is, is here is, is something that we've bred. So they would have been um, whelped here, um, reared here, educated here, pre-trained and then, and, then, and then to the racetrack. How does it make you feel seeing these little faces running around all the time? Oh, well hopefully that little pup will be uh, whipping around and running time at Wenny in a little while and, and I'll look back at that and say how good was that. Looks a sensational property and as you say Simon, if they put their hand in their pocket you want to see people achieve success, you want to see them have longevity in the sport so well done to uh, Mark and Tracy Suttle. Mate we're going to catch up with you on Behind the Boxes each and every time with the South Coast Snippets. Uh, thanks for joining us this week mate. Looking forward to it, mate. Hooroo. Well, we've got a bumper couple of weeks coming up in Sydney, of course, with the Million Dollar Chase final to be staged on September 24th. And what a night that will be. Not only will we have the final of the world's richest free entry greyhound race we'll have the million dollar chase consolation we'll have the young star the million dollar chase maiden the sydney cup and of course the masters media so all that coming to you here on the dogs.com.au myself and timmy newell will be broadcasting live on semi-final night of the million dollar chase and of course on final night that wraps up this week's program of behind the boxes i hope you've enjoyed it i'm mark duclos and until next week Bye for now.